Hello and welcome to another Us Two Project podcast. Today we're doing a one on one interview with one of the folks that has been working with the Us Two Project for some time now, and they agreed to come on and give our listeners a quick rundown of where they came from in their financial journey and where they're going in their financial journey, as well as how the Us Two Project has helped them in their financial journey. So with that said, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the S2 Project. Don't forget to like us on Facebook again at the S2 Project. So I'm just going to bring in and introduce to you, Maria. Thank you for having me. All right. We're extra pleased to have you. So, Maria, I wanted to start out by just getting a full picture of who you are and where your knowledge is in finances. Let's start out with the idea of here you are, you're getting ready to go out into the world. You're 17, 18 years old and you're about to graduate high school. Tell us a little bit about, did you go to college after high school? You know, did you just go straight into the work world after high school? And depending on which one you did, give us an idea of what you understood to be good finances at that time or what was your financial understanding like how much did you know truly about what it took to have good finances okay so after high school i actually went straight to college i did not go into the workforce i did not have good financial knowledge because growing up my parents told me school was my job so i didn't have to worry i didn't really have any bills i might have had a cell phone bill but that was it i did have a job starting to grade, but again all i had to pay was a cell phone bill and I didn't have to give them any money for, let's say, rent or savings or anything. So I paid my cell phone bill and I just did whatever I wanted to do with the rest. I never really had a concept of saving or financial knowledge. The most they told me was work hard and make money and you'll get what you want. That was about it. Okay. So you're going into college and your financial understanding is make money and you'll get what you need. Yeah, you, you work hard, you make money, and you get what you need. Yes, working hard gives you money. Working hard gives you money. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a, that's not an untrue fact, you know, but there's <laughs> limits. There's limits to it, right? There's a lot of people out here working hard and not necessarily making a lot of money, you know. So, right. Uh, but it is a good foundation, the idea of working hard. Yes. Okay. Okay, now you're in college. You're going to spend how many years? Five, actually. Okay, five years. So now you're out of high school. You're five years in. What's the what's the financial picture from the time you start to the time you finish college? What have you learned? Well, starting college, of course, well, not of course, but I had I had to put loans in my name so I could go to college. I did not work until I guess my fourth year. Fourth year, I started working almost full time, so I was making money, but. Again, I never needed money because if I needed money, I just went and asked my parents. That was my job. So I learned from working. Actually, hard work is tiring because I was tired and trying to go to school at the same time. That was hard. But I was, at that time, after I got a job, I was able to save, put a little away. Not a lot because I was in college still spending and blowing money because like, I didn't have anything else to do. So, yeah, my financials in college, I did make more money. But I also spent more money because I had it and didn't need to do anything else with it. Okay. You're in college still 
not really a good financial sense. Like you're just you have money, you're spending money. You're not really keeping track of the money or are you doing anything like that? No, I didn't look ahead like, hey, I might need to save, but so I buy a car, do other things. You know, I don't look ahead. I was just spending in the moment. Fair enough. All right. So that's a good summary of college. That's pretty much what you did the entire time was just spend money that, that way. Yeah. Correct. If I wanted, I bought it. Hey, look, and at that age, it's great to be able to have that, right? You know, college is a fun time. At the same time, it is kind of an important time to start thinking about future. Sometimes you look back and you say, if you would have thought more about the future, then how would you have been going forward? So, right. I could have been saving a whole lot more money with no bills. (laughs) Facts. What's the next major milestone? You graduate? Correct. Okay. And I graduate and go get a job as the teacher. Okay. Well, now you're working, and yes. what's the financial sense now? Huh. Life hits. Mm-hmm. So and, you know, after you get out of college, six months out of college, you have to start paying your loans back. Mm-hmm. So I realized that, uh, yeah, I, I think I was making probably around, I was making maybe forty k a year, mm-hmm. but my loans, my loans each month by itself was five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then I had a car note. $500 I was paying on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had my cell phone bill. I was living check to check. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just go out and buy what I wanted anymore. All my bills were paid and on time. I still couldn't save because I had to pay all these bills right out of college, but most of the bills I paid, I was okay. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Now, was your parents have an option? Did you ever have to go to them or ask them for anything? Did you, you know, run into any issues? Like, unexpected expenses during this time? Well, good thing I still lived at home, so I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't have those other bills. that If I had those other bills, I probably couldn't afford it. But since I still lived at home, I was fine. I didn't need to ask them for more money, but I, I did have to be careful of what I spent and pay attention to it. Okay. So now we've gone from just kind of spending whatever to back at home, which is not bad. It's not bad. You graduated from college. You did your time. And now... You're trying to get yourself on track and being at home is an option. And that's some some options that people don't have where they are living by themselves and they're trying to, you know, it's still not enough. There's lots of people that deal with that. And, and then you have to figure out how do you overcome that. So you have a bit of a safety net. So you're home, you're working, you realize, oh man, money doesn't go near as far as it used to when I didn't have as many bills as I have now. So what was the next Major milestone after graduating, living at home for a little bit. What's the next major milestone? Getting married. Okay. So let's talk about marriage, finances, what goes in all that. You know, what's the whole picture on that? Is there kids? Were you were you just married for a little bit and then kids? Was it kids come while married? How did that happen? I got married and then kids came. You married, you've got kids. Are you still at home? Two months, three months before I got married. So I bought a house three months before I got married. So now I have a mortgage payment. I get married. Yes, husband and I are living together. And actually a month after I got married, I got laid off. So down to one income a month after you get married. But made it work. That definitely was check to check because it was unemployment check on my end. 
So that definitely was checked to check. I didn't do much. I barely left because I'm like, I can't afford to pay gas if I go too far. There's not too much I could buy because I got to pay this mortgage. I had to make sure pay mortgage and have food to eat and keep the lights on. So I didn't really do a lot then. So okay. as so a good a good fundamental as a married couple, buy stuff that is, if you only have one income, you're still okay. Buy stuff? What do you mean by buy stuff? Like, but, but live life financially. Like, don't buy too much of anything. Don't take on too much financially. Mm-hmm. Take on enough so that you can afford it if you only have one income together. Because okay. like, yeah. if somebody gets laid off, you're mm-hmm. going to be out of luck. Yeah, I, I think that's off. an idea. You should plan to live off of one income to whereas two incomes makes it extremely comfortable, right? Correct. I get you. I get you. Okay. So how long before you find another job and you're working or what happens? I'm a year in. I actually had a child 10 months after I got married. So I'm still not working when I had my first child. It's made it even harder because now I have to buy formula and stuff. And that's expensive. So actually, I okay. didn't. Do you, do you think that's something that people don't account for is the expensive nature of things that children need or infants like newborn babies? Absolutely, because you go through diapers, like, it's like 10 diapers a day. Diapers mm. are expensive, formula is expensive. So yeah, that's definitely something people need to account for. Like saving, saving up for that is a great idea. I know ch- all children aren't playing, but hey, you start saving, that's a good start right there. Okay. Right. I didn't start work. I didn't get another job for like 18 months after I lost my other one. Just so, because I had a baby, taking care of him. Yeah, huh? 18 months. Yeah, what's that? Year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right, so now you're working again. Where's your financial prowess now? Is it still just make enough money, cover the bills, take care of the kids, or have, was it one child at this point? So make yeah, enough yeah. money, still, pay the I'm bills. I'm still one child. But I'm also pregnant with another one. So we're about two about two years or so after marriage. And you've already yeah. got one kid. You've been laid off. Mm-hmm. And you've gotten a new job. But another kid's mm-hmm. on the way. And we're going to assume your husband's been working. This, he's been working the whole time. He's helping keep the you know household afloat. And yeah. what's the financial thinking now? With new job, second baby on the way, what's the outlook? So I I act the only reason I went and got a job, my husband didn't want me to work, wants me to be a stay at home mom. That wasn't for me. And also I got tired of living check to check, like don't don't do anything so you have enough money to pay all you bills. I got tired of doing that. So I went and got a job. That was again making about forty K a year, like thirty eight to forty. I'm still living check to check, but I'm I'm okay with this check to check. I can spend a little bit. I can go out to eat once every two weeks or something. You still have to budget and make sure you have enough to pay. And then whatever you have left, that's just what you have left. You, it's not coming from anywhere else. And so you got to make sure you have enough gas. You have to make sure you have enough to pay the electric bill. So I'm still budgeting, financing, make sure I have enough to pay bills. But have you gotten any more knowledge? To me, it just sounds like you're still going off of what you originally learned from home which was basically just work hard make enough money to do what you need to do have you at that point that's the knowledge i was working off i have not gotten more knowledge 
at that particular time. No, I would still work hard and I'm getting my money. Okay. And so let me ask you this. So how old are you at this point in time? Mm, 27 or 28. Okay. So 27, 28. And mm-hmm. you would say, honestly, the breadth of your financial knowledge is work hard, pay your bills, and eventually you'll have enough money to do whatever it is you want to do, whether that's, you know, like vacations and stuff like that. Correct. Okay. What what happened in college? Let's back up. You didn't take any accounting classes or you didn't gain any good knowledge from anything like that? Because I know for me, when I was in college, I gained a good amount of financial knowledge that I use going forward in accounting and business classes. Okay, so you know it's funny. I was actually aiming to be a business major. I did take accounting. I did take statistics. I took a whole lot of <laughs> classes. But as far as gaining knowledge on how to save or get money besides working, you know, like investing and stuff like that, no. I actually didn't take any investing classes or anything like that. But as far as that knowledge, I did not gain that from college. No, sir. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So really nothing about personal finances or taking care of yourself or anything like that was really included in college. Not for me, no. Not for me. So now we're back up to 27, 28. I'm assuming second kid comes along. Is it kind of the pattern holding steady? We're still just working, paying bills, working, paying bills. All right. So what is the so when is the next major kind of financial change that you Uh, feel like your finances either took a turn for the better, for the worse, or you made a decision? Maybe you got another job. Something happened where your finances changed. When was that next step? 2015. And I got another job, a higher paying job. How many years did you do the job before that? I started the other job in 2012, so about three, three years. Three years, then you made a change. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Now you're making a little bit more money, which, again, Correct. always helps the finances, depending on how much debt you're already in. Sometimes you get a high-paying job just to kind of try to get back to breaking even. The, the higher-paying job actually kind of puts you in the bonus or the positive in that sense. I didn't really, I mean, I, won't, I didn't have debt, per se, like I was behind on anything but it it made paying bills a whole lot easier that's that's good that's the goal make it easier at this point we really got a good history of who you were before you met the us two project folks and you decided to work with them to try to get better so you come in contact with us two folks and i'm assuming you're conversating with the people at us two project what was it about the S2 project and the things that they were explaining that they could help you with or the way that the things that they offered? What was it that made you say, okay, let me let these folks look at my finances? Because a lot of times people have this thing about showing people their finances or telling people the real story about this is what my financial portfolio looks like. So First question is, did you make an active decision to say, I want to get better with my finances? Or did you make a decision to say, I want to start thinking about the future retirement? Or what was it that made you want to maybe potentially receive help 
with your finances? So the first reason was I was I make decent money and it's like I'm not saving anything. It's like, what am I doing with my money? I, I, I literally can't tell you what I'm doing with it. I know I pay my bills. I'm not living check to check. I'm fine now. Um, but I could be saving a whole lot more. I'm still not looking to the future. I'm still just, I'm paying the bills. I got this extra money. If I feel like buying some, I buy some. If I don't, I don't. But not actively thinking that I need to save some for it. Now I have three kids, so I need to save some for three kids. And just retirement in general. So it, it was time to make a change. I needed to save and figure out retirement and all that stuff. So I needed a change. I need a mindset change, basically. You just got to the point where you felt like you needed a mindset change or there was anything that happened that said, man, I need to really get my finances under control. There was a situation that I need to get my finances under control. Mm-hmm. I, I have bought another house, like a bigger house, which is a larger, a larger mortgage payment. So, okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let's I, break it down. Let's break it down. So before you come in contact with the us two project, you decided to purchase another home, right? So you decided that you wanted to take a look at your finances to see if you actually do it by yourself. Hmm? So yes, I was looking at my um, bank statement and couldn't account for where my money was actually going besides bills. Also, it looked as if I couldn't couldn't live on one income, on just my income or just his income. So that, that goes back to what I said earlier. We need to live on one income. That prompted me to want to get help with my finances. So that prompted you to want to get help. You come in contact with somebody that's affiliated, one of the people that's affiliated with Us2 Project. Or you get introduced to the Us2 Project. So now you have heard about the Us2 Project. Is that a correct statement? That's correct, yes. Okay. And what is it about the Us2 Project or the folks at the Us2 Project? Just what was it that made you say, I can give them enough trust to talk to them honestly about my finances? Well, first of all, I mean, they were very reassuring. They were very, I know personable is not a good thing, but they were very personable. They showed that they wanted to help and that they actually cared about helping me become better with finances um, because it, that, that is a problem in the world. In my opinion, a lot of African-Americans aren't taught everything financially that we need to know. Why are you trying to one-up somebody? Why are you trying to live better than someone else? They're not paying your bills. They're not living your life. So, we're, we're financially living incorrectly. Stop spending money on unnecessary stuff that doesn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Save, invest, yeah, and prepare for the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should plan for the future. Every, money's not always going to be there. Things happen. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, say, uh, the S2 project, is they wanted to help and, you know, help educate me on what I should be doing or could be doing. And basically, I, I don't know everything. So somebody else, somebody else knows more than I do. And I have to trust somebody else in my finances in order to help me. And I think those two projects is a good way to go. Okay. All right. So a lot of people will to hear you say that. And they're going to say, all right, well, that's great. She feels good about those two projects. <laughs> but let's talk about what did they actually help you accomplish? What, what did the S2 project actually do for you? 
from the time that you talked to them till now. And how long would you say you've been working with the S2 Project? Working with the S2 Project has been about a year, a year and a half. I had to open up my finances, basically tell them all of my monthly payments, how much I made, what my goals were, like what did I want to do, save for. I did all that, tell them I want to save for the kids and save more for my retirement. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I did all that. And basically I realized that <laughs> I, I was, my finances were going in the wrong direction. I was spending way too much money on unnecessary things. I had not started saving for the kids, which is not good. I didn't put any extra away, like an investment or anything. I didn't know anything about investments. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of helping me. Different solutions. I have another account for savings that I can't see. Money just goes there. Basically, if you don't see it, it's not there. So mm -hmm. I've been saving a lot that way also. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so let's just step through it. So the people who are listening, can really get an understanding how the process works. So you get with the S2 project and the first thing you had to do is share your finances. You stated you had to share what your bills are, what's coming out, what are you paying monthly, and then how much you make, how much you bringing in monthly. So you just looked at that picture. And when you saw that, did you get a good idea of kind of where your money was or where your money was going? I realized I had more bills than I thought. I was paying out more than I thought I was. I don't know how I was spending, like buying frivolous things, clothes, shoes. How was I spending that much money and I had these much bills? I, I was in the hole and didn't know it because mm -hmm. frivolous things I put on a credit card. On a credit card, that don't come out your account, so you don't know that you're spending too much money. So by doing that, I, yeah, I realized I was spending way too much money. You were in trouble with credit cards. You were making payments on a credit card, but you were kind of spending a little bit sure. more than you were making the payments back. And it was kind of that cycle. You spend 2000 but you put 1000 back. So you right. always got a balance at the end of the month. You're never really paying it off, things like that. Correct. Once you saw that, you know, then the S2 Project was, help you, was able to help you come up with a solution to would you say a solution or would you just say a methodology or just a plan to get out of that cycle? How would you say it went? I would say a plan, a solution. Both of those are great answers. It wasn't, I couldn't buy anything extra. It was instead of buying two shirts, just buy one shirt. I mean, just buy in moderation. It's okay. The stuff will still be there. You don't have to buy everything at the same time. You actually don't need all of that. Mm -hmm. So just, cut down on your spending and then that'll help me pay more on my bills. And then as bills start to dwindle down or come off, I actually paid off the credit card and I can put that money towards another bill and pay that other bill off quicker. So that's how they came up with a plan for me. Okay. And so as the plan has been developed, are you looking at finances differently? Has the way in you, which you view finances changed? since talking with the S2 project based on the knowledge you had coming into meeting them and the knowledge you have working with them from the beginning to where you are now a year and a half later with being involved with them. My mindset has changed. I like to tell this story mm -hmm. about how I had a 2012 Buick and I was paying a car note on that about $500 a month, but it kept giving me trouble. It kept acting up for some reason, nobody could fix it. I was spending all this money trying to fix it. I spent probably $5,000 in one year in addition to a $500 car note a month trying to fix this car. That's too much money out of my pocket. 
I realized I need a new car. I went looking for a car. I went to Nissan dealer. I went looking for a used car, actually, a 2015, but they could they didn't have that on the lot. So they showed me a 2019 Nissan Pathfinder. I test drove it. I'm like, okay, the price isn't bad. But in order for me to trade in my Buick, I was upside down in that. So I would have to tack on the remaining balance to my new car note. In order for me to afford that car, I had to spread that car note over seven years instead of the normal five years. But in my head, I needed a car. So I was like, ah, this could work. It would be a stretch, but I can make it work. So So, I was about to find... So hold on. Hold so you're saying that you were like, just so we understand the story, you know, so the people out there can know the story. So you're, you're so you're walking into the dealership, and you're like, I need another. You, you're in the dealership because you want another car, and then they show you yeah. this pattern that's however many thousands of dollars. They also say your current car is only worth this, and you currently owe this much, and you're like, what, five, six thousand dollars. Negative, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, something like that, right? So then you're gonna... closer to ten. It was like eight or something. Yeah. Okay, but 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 what I'm saying is, you're about to now buy a car and then tack like ten grand on top of the price of that. So now whatever that new car costs is ten thousand dollars more, right? Yeah. And you're talking about expanding that payment over seven years just to get it to something that's semi affordable. I could afford. Yeah, right. Yes. That's crazy. Okay. So <laughs> you're at the dealership. You're about to do that. What happens next? So I told him I'd think about it, but I probably would be back to sign the papers. I actually, let me not lie to you. I put 1500 down on that car. I was about to buy that car. I was like, I, but they had, the, the only way I would buy the car is if they had leather seats. I didn't want cloth seats. So they, I don't want to say they threw it in, but they gave me leather seats. So I couldn't take the car home that day. So the next day, I talked to the S2 project and let them know the situation that I was about to do. I put $1,500 down on this car. I had to stretch the payments over seven years in order to mostly afford it. They told me I should not buy that car. I could not afford that car. I should keep looking and could probably find something cheaper that would work. So I listened because I've been listening to them the whole way. So I listened and actually found a used car. I mean, I didn't. I actually didn't need a brand new car. I was fine with not brand new. I found a 2014 Pathfinder that had more features and was cheaper. And it would have been the same car note that I had with with my old car, even with the with them tacking on what I owed from the old car. It would have been the same amount for the car note. So I knew I could afford that. So again, so, the S2 project is here to help. Right. So idea was, hey, you're going to have this negative equity from this other loan. So you got to figure something out so that you can afford it. I think that was good information at that point in time that you may weren't thinking of. Like, hey, why would you go out and pay essentially $30,000 or something like that for a car when you can find something, like you said, more features, better, and you can work that negative equity in and still be right around the same car note. And your financial picture doesn't change too much. Also, they advised me to get the, the extended warranty. Mm-hmm. That came in handy because I needed a transmission. I only paid $100 because I had the extended warranty. Mm-hmm. 100 bucks, so, and you got a brand new transmission. $100. That was my deductible. That's it. That's it. Us two project believes in extended warranties for vehicles. <laughs> so if y'all listen to this whole podcast and you don't remember anything, 
If you buy a used car, get an extended warranty. <laughs> it works. Even if you buy a brand new car, get the extended warranty. It doesn't matter. That's awesome. So they have absolutely given me given me knowledge that I did not have before I met them. Okay. Wonderful. Do you feel like the plan that they came up with was executable? Like it wasn't unattainable. It wasn't a plan that was like, there's no way I could do this. No, the plan was catered to my financial needs. It's not like a cookie cutter plan that they have a formula. This is what you should do. And it's a general plan that they give to everybody. No, it's geared towards what my income was, what my debt was. It was geared towards me. It, it was definitely obtainable. And I, I actually do use it. Well, that's good. With that being said, you formulated a plan that you could, you could actually do it. You could actually be successful at it. Did that make you yeah. feel better about your finances after actually taking a look at your finances? Well, at first, when I first gave my finances and they basically told me I couldn't live on one, I couldn't sustain the family with one income, it was kind of a, a downer. I was like, really? I was like, I thought I was doing good. So it, it, was, it was an eye opener. After formulating a plan and putting the plan into action, it is actually a stress reliever. I, I don't worry about savings. I have saved a lot, like investing for my kids. I've done that. I'm able to, well, again, I, I got another raise, but I'm actually able to sustain our family on one income right now. I'm happy. I'm happy. They have right. eased my mind. Well, that's good. I mean, you did mention that you got a raise, and, and that's the anticipation. That's what the S2 project, I think, with the want is for you to have a plan to get into a good financial position to then get a raise and then have more money that you can continue to trend in a good direction. So once you get a raise, that's more money to invest, more money you can save for your kids, more money to do whatever it is. But if you get a raise and you're still in debt, that's just more money to spend on debt. Coming to the Us2 project and getting your finances settled prior to getting the raise was a lot better than waiting until after you get a raise or just hoping that the raise solves everything because that's not always true if you never actually took a look at what your finances were up to right correct so now you know people are going to listen to this and they're going to say okay my story is not necessarily her story i don't have the same things but what can you say was the biggest benefit or if somebody was going to come to you, one of your friends was coming to you, they were talking about their financial situation. What, what would you say to them? How would you let the people know that does two project is legit? We really are trying to help folks. I would tell them, first of all, I have to give them your website because your website is great. Uh, but I would let them know you're not for charity. You actually care to help people like that is your whole goal is actually to help people with their finances, to provide them with knowledge and help them with plans in order to get them out of debt if they are in debt or to better their finances if they're not in debt, but they're not saving. It's, the whole, it's a lot of different situations that people can have, but they study your finances and they give you a plan that is obtainable for you. It's not for anyone else. It is not based on anyone else. Come up with a plan that you can wholeheartedly obtain and not be stressed out about. The Us2 Project actually helping real people who want the help you have to want to receive the help and then you have to be willing to give us to project the information the honest information the full picture so that so us to project can actually help you fully and make it something that you can attain so going forward what do you think if you learn from the us to project that you would teach your children about finances that 
you wouldn't have been able to teach them if not for coming in contact with the S2 project. <laughs> so I actually do still say work hard, but that's not the only thing. They actually get allowance now, so they have to they get ten dollars for allowance. They have to save at least five of those dollars and then they can spend the other five to save like when you get a real job and get your check. Save some money before you start spending anything. Put some aside. Stop trying to spend everything and you actually don't need that. When we go to the store, they want to buy something. Do you really need that? Why do you need that? So that's instilling. You don't need everything. That use what you already have. Stop trying to spend extra money for no reason. Because again, you can put that away or put it towards a bill or something. Actually, I have a, a brokerage account for them and their piggy bank was full. I was like, do you want to put this in a bank? Do you want to spend it? You want to put it in the, a brokerage account? Like I'm saving money for you for when you get older where you have to, they don't have to struggle starting out. Mm-hmm. He said, put it in a brokerage account. Okay. <laughs> We're working. Okay, yeah. <laughs> see, old man, trying to, he trying yeah. to make his future better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he probably don't even really understand how important that it is. So that's good. No idea. No idea. But no, we're no. working. Hey, you're great when the kid says, let's save it. That's kind of what parents always want to hear, right? Absolutely. So what are the things that the S2 project set you up to do. I just want to make it clear to the people, even before you got the raise, there was still a plan in place to get the debt down and bring the income up. But I just want to point out to folks that's out there, when the S2 project working with you just happened to be a scenario where you had the money, you just had to get the knowledge of how to move the money around to make it work and do what it needed to do to cover the bases that you were trying to cover because you stated it before, you only really had three goals. You wanted to save for your children, save for retirement, and be able to afford the lifestyle that you had. But you didn't have any real structure, real knowledge on how to do those things. It was just work hard and then it'll take care of itself. And we all know that that is true to a point, but at the end of the day, if you never invest the money, it's not just gonna invest itself, right? And not everybody can understand all the things that come along with investments. Not everybody has the time. With three kids, do you really have time to sit down and take an investment class and then an investment class to explain the investment class, right? So, (laughs) um, exactly. So would you agree that those were like the three goals that you had? Correct, yeah. And so while working with the S2 Project, you were able to figure out ways to do all three of those things with the money you had, did you feel like you had to give up a lot? No, they made it very easy. The most I had to give up, which actually, I mean, it wasn't giving up anything. I had to move the money. Like I had to put the money where it was supposed to go. So I had to take time to do that at first. I mean, once I did that, it, of course, it, it does it by itself now. But no, I can still go get me some ice cream. Kids, you want to go out to eat mm-hmm. today? But I'm not going out to eat every day. It's what I'm not going to do. I mm-hmm. might go out once a week or once every two weeks, mm-hmm. but that's not terrible. Okay. Okay. So everything in moderation is okay. So, yeah. and did it cost you anything? Did you pay the S2 project anything? Did you give them anything? I did not. It didn't cost me anything. So it didn't cost you anything. I mean, at most it cost you was a little bit of pride, right? Because sometimes Correct. when you start exposing your finances, you start seeing other people are seeing the mistakes you made. But you can't feel bad about that because at the end of the day, the mistakes that you made were because you didn't have the knowledge to not make those mistakes. You know what I mean? Correct. 
coming down to the end here. And I think if the people have listened, you will get a picture of kind of who you are. Woman coming through, graduating high school, graduating college, meet your husband, having your kids. And throughout that, there's a thread of finances and financial decisions that were made that led you to wherever you wound up being before you came in contact with the Us2 Project. And then the Us2 Project helped you kind of get that handled or get a better idea of what was actually going on, put some knowledge in front of you, give you some keys and some things to think about so that you can avoid major financial mistakes in the future. So with, with all of that said, the Us2 Project, I want to thank you for allowing the Us2 Project to provide you with the knowledge that we have about finances and savings and budgeting. Also, thank you for coming on to the podcast and sharing kind of your life a little bit with us and our listeners. I'd like to thank you for giving me life-changing financial information that helps me accomplish my goal. That's what Us2 Project is here for. We're here to help you get to your goals. Always remember that you can find the Us2 Project online theus2project.org on Facebook on Instagram the Us2 Project please please like follow us visit the website you can find all our podcasts there as well as most places where you can find podcasts as always thank you for listening and we hope to hear from you soon